mean, man, Law Nation, man. You know, Law Nation was, was uh, him and I were talking yesterday, and we both had a heart attack. Or at least I had a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know if the rest of you guys did that. You know, literally, I was just, like, ready to fall the fuck over. I, I just was. When when I, people started texting oh, me and TMZ. saying, Micah Parsons got injured. Oh, I was just like, I was just like, what? Yeah. And I I was looking around and trying to figure out what the hell. I'm like, oh, man. You know, the injury bug's been rough to us this year. We've been able Big to bad. take care of it. But when I heard that, I was like, what? What? You know, was it a hamstring? Is it, is it a groin? A calf? What is it? Man, he got hit in the family jewels. In the jewels. I'm like, that's not hurt. I mean, that's not an injury. I mean, that's, that's shit, that shit happens. Right. Man, that I, was, I was pissed off when I heard that. Yeah, man, it happens, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, so, so, you know, you, I know you heard about <laughs> Amari Cooper tested positive for COVID. Oh, my God. And so man. apparently apparently he, he's uh, unvaccinated. So that means it's 10 days minimum. Right. Which means Thanksgiving and Kansas City. Mm. I'm well, sitting, uh, go ahead. well, this is my thoughts on it, man. Um, first and foremost, the NFL got so much of a control over that, you know, whether or not, you know, you miss 10 days or, you, you know, that that's a lot of control because they do the testing all the way up to the day of the game. Right. Is that yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine for the players that don't have the fully, you know, the fully, fully uh, stab. I don't know which word we can say without, you know, for them flagging the show, but without the full stab, this could be Super Bowl weekend. Right. This could be playoff game you know so it's one of those things where is we gonna have to make sure we actually actually practice precautionary with when when this thing occur but we have three games in 12 days amari cooper been battling in uh a hamstring and you played the sport so you know hamstrings you're gonna have to rest that you just can't let that heal throughout the season you Mm -hmm. gotta rest it yeah and actually, that's you know that was going to be my point tonight. And here it is, you know, my number one son. You know, I got a couple other ones, Philly five hundred <laughs> and Cap Pizzle, and I plan on collecting another one against the Washington Football Team. And and looking at it from a couple of standpoints, it's like you know what, you know, maybe this is a chance to go ahead and rest him. He gets two games off and get ready for the stretch run for the playoffs. Wildly, and right. then I started thinking about Tyron Smith coming back and and you know inserting him on the offensive line. And then now that we're putting another fresh body in there in Connor McGovern. Right. Ooh. To me, our offense is like a transformer because we can transform to a passing team or a running team. And mm-hmm. thinking about this, if I'm Kellen Moore, I'm thinking about just taking those those horses up there, those road graders, and let's just go right down the throat of that Kansas City weak defense, play keep away from Pat Mahomes, and shorten the game. Let Amari rest. I mean, I mean that's what I, I mean. But uh, even so, you still got CD. Most teams wish they had a CD, and you got Michael Gallup, and of course um, Cedric Wilson. I don't know which right. way they would switch it around. That you know, if you were the Giants or Washington or the Eagles, you'd love to have just that combination, even without Amari. So we're not exactly hurting from that standpoint. But I'm just thinking, keep the ball away from Pat Mahomes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's keep away. This should be a game. Whereas we we not now we're not in fear of of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are the twenty seven ranked defense. Mm-hmm. So I think that and they are twenty six ranked 
a red zone defense. So mm-hmm. I think that we can move the ball down the field. That right. won't be a problem. Now they got splash players like the Chris mm-hmm. Jones and the uh, the Honey Badger, as well as uh, Juan Thornhill. Those boys are splash players. They can yeah. make plays. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Oh, he's just recognizing the super chat, sir. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate everybody in the super chat, man. Y'all, y'all help grow everything. Y'all help grow the nation over here, and that's the way we look. We underground, ain't that right, Mark Holmes? Uh, we're, we're the un- we the underdogs. Okay, we're the under, oh, the underdog. The we're underdog. the underdogs up here, man. You know, <laughs> we, we, we we don't have no pull. Listen, we got no pull and no credibility, but somehow it seems like we're more right than than the people that do have the pull and the credibility. But but be that as it may. Be that yeah, as it may, yeah, I don't want to be salty. If <laughs> we just sprinkle some of Mama's cooking over here, man, that's what there we're trying go. to do. And uh, I just look at it like this: uh, this is the thing. This week, this game for mm-hmm. me, Mark Holmes and and, uh, and, and Michael, mm-hmm. this is a game for Dak Prescott. They can say whatever they want to say, yep. but this is a game for Rain Dakota Prescott that will separate him from the rest of the pack separate mm-hmm. him from the rest of the pack yeah. and put him on that pedestal with Pat Mahomes with Tom Brady with Aaron Rodgers because even though think think about this yeah Mac Prescott versus Aaron Rodgers he outperformed him every time he played. Yeah. But we just haven't been winning in the win column, right? Oh, that's because we didn't have that defense to go along with it. And see, here's what's amazing, because we were giving yeah. out the first, you know, people don't want to say anything about, you know, Dak, he lost all those games to begin with. But we were averaging giving up 36 points a game. I think we finished up around 29, but we're down at 21. There's a hell of a difference when you're only giving up 21 points a game versus 29. That's a lot of freaking points. Um, and, and what you just said about this being the game for Dak, it's almost amazing to me how it seems like with Dak going down last year, how like Lyle Collins and the rest of those guys literally are like, that's our guy, man. We'll do anything to protect him, to elevate him. And like you said, this is the game that if Cowboys come out, Dak you know, has another game like he's been having, and they beat Pat Mahomes and all that, then, then what you going to say? We got him head to head. Right, right there, but I, I already know. I, I already know the narrative. If we lose, we'll see. We told you, Dak is just a fourth round drafted quarterback. If yeah. we win, they're going to say, "Well, Kansas City, you know, uh, he, they got no offensive line. Their defense yeah. is terrible. They've been struggling." Well, you know, this, this is no big victory because you you saw like last night. You know, uh, we had all the Eagle fans there saying, "Oh man, you know, y'all bragging about beating the Falcons. You know, look look how bad they were." It was like, you do know we score more points the second quarter than New England scored the whole game, and we beat New England, right? And we also kicked your ass, too. So you might want to just shut you know, It's one of those. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Now, just sit your ass down and shut up. <laughs> I love that drop, man. I mean, hey, I, I just tell all the Eagle fans to lean forward a little bit. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, there you go. But let me <laughs> ask you. It's th- crazy. It's crazy. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me, what happened with Philadelphia? We got Philadelphia is always in here. He's talking about he, that he called into your show. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I'm just, you know, he always comes. Usually he's like Beetlejuice. If you say Philadelphia, Philadelphia, he ends up showing up. He's just <laughs> like the stupidest. He's always talking about, you know, I guess you got a VCR so you can watch the Cowboys' old games and stuff. 
but he swears that he ended up coming on your show and 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 educating you or some crazy shit like that. I'm like, no, nah, bro. Oh, wow. wow, wow, wow. You, you you know the Stockholm syndrome is when the person that's being kidnapped. Yeah. They, they 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 found comfort with the person <laughs> that kidnapped them and the person that brutalized and beat them Ooh. down and made them their dad. Like I'm the I'm his daddy. You know, oh me, yeah, we know, we know about that. <laughs> so, so he continued to knock on the door and say, "Daddy, why don't you love me?" Oh snap! And, and he creates multiple accounts, by the way, and have the same vernacular with the emojis and everything. And all I can say is, man. Come to me when it's Eagles week. Don't come to me when it's not even your turn. You know, let yeah. me talk about Vikings Jerome. You know, let me talk about the <laughs> other people that jumped in. You know, every week we get new trolls. I like trolls, by the way. They help the channel. Uh-huh. But let's not get distracted. The yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, it took them centuries and centuries to get just to get that one Super Bowl uh -huh. but you want to go all the way back into the 30s and the 40s when we even had the right to vote to sit there and say okay they should count those championships too and I said okay alright I get it if you want to count those <laughs> you want the cookie here you go here you go so I, I counted all of the money that he said that they they collected uh -huh. it's still less than five you know what I'm saying uh, right <laughs> you mean, you, oh, you, you mean you're talking about those world championships when there was only 10 teams right when it was only 10 the last one right and, and, and look they, they, they ended five years before i was born so we know how long ago that that was like, was. Hey, don't forget the last one was was the year we became a franchise right exactly <laughs> right, right, yeah right, that was the last right. one with 1960 when the dallas cowboys became a franchise That's, they're always going to part and, of our history you know because i see i got another one over here chase bath or chat you know they just—I don't understand it. I, I don't live on Eagles chats and everything. I literally will have them on my channel when their team is playing. I just don't understand it. Right, 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 right. And and, and, the, and the craziest thing about it, your your other son, Philly five hundred, he knows it. You know, yeah. And Lord Bronson, those boys, they know it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Philly fan talk, I believe that's name. They know it and uh, Bird Gang 31. Everybody that's creating content know it. They don't come to law. If they do, then they gonna get they're gonna get they're gonna get handled, right? There so you are. why would why would a guy that don't create content, Philadelphia, think that he owns something right here? And all I'm sitting here saying is that if you don't turn with this three win team. Yeah, yeah, just want to turn on the camera and talk, you know. And, or when you, whenever you in Dallas, come down. I, I'll make sure it's all comfortable for you, and I can put you in a real body bag out here in Dallas. You know oh, what I'm saying? That's just how it is. But, yeah. but, but don't come for me being one of the what do you call it? Those those, those minions. You know what I'm saying? If he ain't the leader, he's coming with all of the noise and trying to bark. You know that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I just I have fun with the Eagles. I mean, like it's quite frankly, because you know that's how it was from growing up. I grew up, you know, in, in the Washington D.C. area when Washington was actually a good team. But let me ask you, what's the biggest? Hold, hold, hold on, before you say that, yeah, have you heard? Because I'm I'm, I'm a little worried. You know? Uh oh, I've been I've been searching, I've been looking, I've been jumping on other uh, uh, content creators' channel. Uh huh. I'm re I'm really worried uh, about this guy Eastside Harrow. Oh my God, Eastside! I saw him. I'm gonna silence for Eastside Harold. But no, no, I actually saw him about a week ago. What? Well, yeah, well, you saw him at? He, he, he you know, <laughs> you, you get some of those trolls that literally run in the room. They drop a grenade and they run. That's what he did. He came in. 
He dropped the grenade and said something and then left. You couldn't find him. So, you know, he's got plausible deniability. I was in there. I don't know what you're talking about. Because he doesn't stay around long enough to actually communicate with you. But, yeah, he is still alive and breathing. Uh, he is oh, still, so he's alive. Okay, he's a, good. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like my buddy Q who lives in Houston. You know, uh-huh. Q is a diehard Cowboy fan. His next-door neighbor was this big Texan fan, you know, big truck, always got the Texan stuff all over it. And, and he was showing me a shot of it. All of it's been taken off the truck. <laughs> <laughs> the truck is just bare down. There ain't nothing Texans on it. Not a damn thing. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's all cool. But what is the biggest surprise to you in this, this year? Is it Dan Quinn and that defense? Is it the offensive line and the depth? Uh, is it uh, Kellen Moore and his play calling? Is it Mike McCarthy who seems like he's got a little bit of an edge? What is okay. the biggest surprise to you this season? Zeke Elliott I, I, being good I, back I, again. I, I knew that Dan Quinn with the right system with the right time mm-hmm. was going to be solid, right? Yeah. But my biggest surprise, I've been throwing some dirt on this man's name. Mm-hmm. I got my shovel ready, you know, uh, about this man. And this is not for digs. This is the shovel, technically, that I threw dirt all over it. For those who've been watching my channel, they know. Uh-huh. It's Anthony, get down, Brown. Uh-huh. I'm so surprised of him, a plan consistent and solid. The other person that I'm very surprised of and uh, I didn't see him. I knew that he was going to be a good guy in the system, but I didn't think that he would be that good altogether collectively. Is J Rock? They call him J Ron. Mm-hmm. You know, J Ron, J Rock, J Ron Curse. Oh my God, and he's been a guy. He's been, he's been, he's been outstanding. Um, the other guy, um, and, and I'm the first one to admit it. You know, a lot of people will not admit it but I will you know I'm, I'm not here to say that I'm always right or anything uh, it's been the uh, the number 11 kid Michael Parsons I, I, I'm just looking at it like wow the moment yeah. we drafted him I was like whoa 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 mm-hmm. I didn't really see a place for him right I wasn't a D1 Parsons guy right yeah. that means day one so if you are a day one Parsons guy I need to see in the check so I can check the pulse <laughs> of everybody. Put D1 in the chat. Uh-huh. You're a day one Parsons guy. But he's he's one of the ultimate surprise out of this rookie class, by the way. Well, the thing that, that, that's crazy about it is when you look at the numbers, you know, and this is where I've been comparing. If you take his numbers from right now, they are better than Chase Young's was last year for the whole season. I want you to think about that, okay? The only stat that Chase Young has more last year than he does is he had one and a half more sacks on the season. Tackles for losses, quarterback hits, um, solo tackles, all of it. Micah Parsons beats all of that. Now, you, you could say, well, some of that's shaded because he's a linebacker, so you are going to get more tackles, which is right, true. Right, 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 but right. when you think about a guy who's playing edge rusher and also playing linebacker, he's on pace for 110 tackles. Mm, now Jalen Smith, he had 152 last year, which is a lot. Right. But you know, when, when Jalen Smith tackles you, he's kind of hold, was holding on, you know, by by a thread there and being carried downfield. When Micah Parsons tackles you, he tackles you, wow, and you look does. at this. He's got 
high linebacker numbers and off the chain <laughs> edge rusher numbers. Right. And he's playing both. And it's just like, damn. So that's what I heard. Micah Parsons is hurt. I'm just like, I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. This is the big one. This is the big one. I said, man. I was I like, said, what the fuck? I'm scared and I'm looking, I'm looking where, where, where? And I was like, three hours ago. I went, I went to Gelkins. I went to oh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, my guy, David Moore's. Yeah. I went to John Machota's. I went everywhere, highway, low way. I would pick up the phone. I said, what happened to Parsons? And I said, man, nothing happened to Parsons. But but, mm-hmm. but my guy, Mike Fisher, he put it out there. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah. I, you know, I love Mike I said, and all that. Wow, but Mike, man, that was man, wrong. I, that I, was I wrong. love you, Mike, but man, come on, don't 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 have me. Don't don't, don't play with our emotions feet, like you know? that. You know <laughs> he can't he can't fish me. <laughs> he really did. You know, so looking yeah. at our defense, which to me is amazing yeah. that right now scoring defense, we are tenth. We went wow. from 29th to tenth. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and what kills me is, or or or, or makes me drool, is the fact okay. that we have reinforcements that are coming back. If we said to you, hey, hey, law. Jalen Smith going to get cut. D-Law going to play one game the first half of the season. Randy Gregory going to miss four games, right? right. We're going to have our, our look, rookie linebacker having to play some edge rushing. We're going to have Anthony Brown starting all season, right? <laughs> what would you have said the defense was going to be? <laughs> Man, I, I would say, man, we we oh, this like, defense God. right here is going to be like right 27, 28. Yeah, uh, but but this defense, man, they stepped up and 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 we got we got to give this all to Dan Quinn and, and we got to give it to uh, coaching the philosophy of Dan mm-hmm. Quinn putting on the helmet, you know, working one on ones with the players, letting them know that hey, this is the philosophy that mm-hmm. I want you to do and elevation. I get it. A lot of people still think that this defense is suck. You know, you know what I'm saying? They, they say, oh, this defense oh, sucks. Uh, Abe, Abe, yeah. well, I don't know, Abe, are you hiding? Because he's still, uh, even a couple weeks ago, Anthony Brown's going to cost us games. We need to bench him, you know, get rid of him, put anybody in there. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. I'm like, dude, dude, uh, no, it's not. It's not that bad. But, you know, the thing that's crazy is you think about, one, having the full offseason. I think that helped out a lot. But right. once you had Jalen Smith talking about it's too complex, you know, you get the whole mob mentality that starts following along. Yeah, man, this stuff's too hard. When people don't believe that it's going to work, they're not going to work that hard. But Dan right. Quinn got their attention and really have these guys buying into it. And the thing that to me is crazy is we're going to get D-Law back. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Navelle Gallimore back. Tristan Hill's going to get his legs back up underneath of him. We'll get Brett mm-hmm. Urban back. We'll get Randy Gregory back. That's a hell of a lot of firepower that's coming back on a defense that's playing well. You start looking at it and saying, okay, we can have a rotation of big guys to help stop that run late in the season and maybe into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, if we get Navelle Gallimore fresh, because it's, you know, it's his elbow, of course. Mm-hmm. It must have been a lot worse than what we were led on to be because it's been a long time. But you get his big body and you get Tristan Hill with the motors that they have and you put Demarcus Lawrence out there. And then let, let's mm-hmm. say we go ahead and cheat Micah Parsons outside of D-Law. You going to tell me that a quarterback isn't going to shit his pants? Right. <laughs> you see D-Law out there and, and, and Micah Parsons outside of him and then a Randy Gregory? 
That's coming for your ass. You, you, you know, Mark. There's there's three there's three defenses out there. Mm-hmm. There's this defense that's in September, October, yeah. and a lot of people. You play football and they, and they yell out, "Wait till it get cold," you know. Yeah. And when it get cold, that's a whole different style of defense, mm-hmm. right? And we're heading into, hey, it's going to get cold type of defense. Right. That defense after after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. that's when you can really start saying, okay, this is the defense you want. Right. And then the next phase of the defense would be the playoff defense. That's when you got to make sure that everything is in front of you. You yeah. can't have those errors, those mistakes. And then by that time, we're going to have a full, healthy, knock on wood, D-Law, Randy Gregory, like mm-hmm. you said, Navel Gallimore, who had four to six weeks of an elbow extension. Yeah. That they said, look, let's bubble wrap him. Let's put yeah. the soft shells on him. Let's just wait for the cold defense, you know what I'm saying, to bring him out. And I'm quite sure that Dan Quinn have a beautiful plan with that. Mm-hmm. And do, do you recall, like, all of this uh, defense talk, we don't even mention the safeties anymore, right? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Every game. It used to be a a, a, a a situation where it's every game we mentioned, mm-hmm. oh, man, this safety didn't do this. J.J. Wilcox did that. Jeff Heath, oh, he didn't. He over-pursued there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Xavier Woods only gave us 35% on that. But play. see, here, here's, we don't the, have that here's the difference, though, because, you know, for me watching the defense, pursuit angles of everybody. You know, when Odell Beckham ran – up the field and you saw guys literally running out of bounds in front of him not even seeing him seeing Xavier Woods looking like he's a lead blocker you know running running the opposite way and not even finding the carrier the right. the, the fundamentals have been taught to these guys on a it's not one guy. If one guy is engaged in there, right. get in there and try and knock out the ball. But they are gang tackling, so they're still mm-hmm. making plays. But these plays that were going to the house aren't going to the house anymore. And, anymore. you know, right. as much as people were talking about Jalen Smith was going to come back and haunt us, oh, we got to, oh, we need to no. know. You see the difference of how right now Leighton Vanderesh is playing. It, it's, it's under the radar because everything is digs as well as Micah Parsons. But he's playing really, really well. And, and surprisingly, knock on wood, ain't been injured. Yeah, knock on some wood with that. You know, I, he, like he, I said, he, people, you know, <laughs> it's almost like, oh, he's on the team, right? Oh, he's playing yeah. on the field. So you've got all these guys that are there collectively playing well. And the, the biggest point, I think that I have to give credit to the Cowboys front office is because we have so mm-hmm. many guys that are on a one-year deal, mm-hmm. everybody's playing for their football life to either be a Cowboy or audition for another team. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Doc Walker used to say, it's hard to be hungry when your refrigerator's full. Right. So, oh, my gosh. You know, so you start thinking about it. It's like, man, I got to play good if I'm going to be here. But, you know, if you're right. the top dog and, you know, you got that big contract, shit, man, what they going to do? They going to bench me? They ain't got nobody. That's why, you got got all nobody. The, that's why you got all these dogs out here that when they get a chance, hey, I got to mm. show something right now. Mm. So when man. we lose somebody, hey, this is my opportunity. And guys have been taking advantage of that. Mm. Man, you, you know what? You right on the money. And shout out to you, Sadiqwa. Uh, she just sent me a text. Hey, really Miss Charles, what's up? Yeah, yeah, Sadiqwa. You know, hey, so so this is the thing, Mark. Oh, let me grab Mary Lon too. What's up, Mary Lon? Mary Lon? 
know, all, all the ladies, ladies. Oh they, no, ladies. man! I, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to brag, but the ladies, you know? all the lovely ladies, always hang out here on the Joe Boo Sports Report. You know, because they come in, they come in with the perfume and they freshen the place up. You get too many guys up in here. You know, get a little bit funky. You know, you need some of the sweet ladies to freshen it up. Right, right. right. No, no sausage fest over there. You know, <laughs> there you go. All ladies. Oh, and there's Benita. Benita, what's up, Benita? Hey, how you doing? But yeah, I'm so proud of how this defense came together because last year was painful just watching this defense. Right. You know, having played defense, having seen all of the great Cowboys defense, seeing those guys and hearing Xavier Woods, nobody gives 100%. It's like, dude, you got the worst defense in football. <laughs> That's the last thing your ass needs to say. That's just the last thing. Man, um, this last thing indeed. But what I like about everything. Mm hmm. Is like you said, steel sharpen steel, iron sharpen iron. Right. And Coach Mike McCarthy created that culture now because when they when they were saying that what was it last year or was the year before last when Jerry Jones said, "Hey, Jalen is the cornerstone of this." Oh team. yeah. I mean, God dog, you know, you know. Wait, and it was kind of like the cornerstone, like oh. no way. And see, he believed that because that's where he was like, you know, those who know, look at the film. Okay. Yeah, but you know, and we and we we removed all of that biasness, and we was like, "Hey, we love Jalen." I'm do. quite sure if you had a chance to talk to Jalen, you would even say, "Hey, man, you you would put him up. You, he's the type of guy that you would put up with your with your with your cousin, mm -hmm. you know, with your with, with your with, with a with a lady friend, a daughter, yeah. or what have you, because he's a good, upstanding model citizen, right? He he can do no wrong as it relates to that." He's an up, stand up, right guy, right? Right. So everybody loved the story of Jalen Smith. Right. And, and he was infatuated. Well, people got infatuated with the fact that, hey, this is Jalen. Hey, he battled through. He's positive and all mm -hmm. this stuff. But they don't win your games on the field, Mark, right? Right. And I don't know. I honestly don't know that he, he gets another gig. Well, he had his cup of tea or a cup of coffee in With Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. And, and you know that they was looking for him. They were desperate on the defense. Yeah. Oh, those were linebackers. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, nah, though, he can't he can't flip and turn. He can't get upfield. Yeah. I mean, he probably can put his hands down in the dirt and just be an edge rusher, but they didn't have One time direction. to do that experience yeah. in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's sad. And I tell you what, I think that you're going to find the same thing's going to happen with Odell. I think Odell... You know, it, it was crazy watching that game because here it is. You just got to town, and the one guy you see just talking, just talking and talking. It, it looks like everybody just kind of tuning him out. It's like, wait a minute. You just got here. We were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. What the hell have you ever done? How you got the nerve to be trying to talk? And, and he didn't. He don't, he don't look like he's right. I don't think his body is really right anymore. Right. Oh, my gosh, man. Um there's the old saying that, that the old folks say all the time, not everybody's lying. Mm -hmm. Right. So somewhere with Odell Beckham, he may be a damn good wide receiver. He may have good routes or he may can high point the ball and do all of those things. But somehow the smoke is following him. Mm -hmm. And his most claim to fame was against the Dallas Cowboys on a Get play lost. that he caught that they lost, you know, and, and, so, and see, got hurt. And proceeded to get injured. He got hurt too. He, he got. got hurt. I, I, we, I was there. I, I was that. I was there on the end zone. We were nosebleed up where we had the game winning uh, touchdown catch in there. Yeah, I was there. Let me ask you this: which, which play was more remarkable, the Cole Beasley play, or, the, or or that catch by Odell? 
Uh, well, you know, I'm going to say the Colt One Beasley. Knee. <laughs> I'm going to say the Colt Beasley one because I hate Odell. Yeah, I just. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, it, it was both of them were great catches. And, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but right, right, right. he has literally lived off of that one catch. It's oh And it's gosh. never been anything else in that. But now as we go through, you know, we've heard all the polls and all the experts and things like that. Do you think the Cowboys have a chance of getting that number one seed and why? I mean, they got every chance possible right now. Uh, we, we will see how the cards play this weekend. All right. Do they play this weekend? Uh, I think uh, D Hop he he's injured still, and mm-hmm. uh, Kyler Murray he's battling through through that injury. Um, the this game right here would be a pivotal game for us, yeah. to to really push us forward. Uh, shout out to the Eagles they they get they got some type of reemergence of life, right? <laughs> so so that, that that at least put a little fire under us. Oh my God, ride, right? Yeah, uh, but um, they actually but, helped uh, us the, on that one. The, they actually helped us, yeah. Well, so, so but the Rams, Washington the Rams, actually helped us too. Washington team too, you know. They they quiet this year now. You know, all of a sudden they start backpedaling. Like yeah. the late, late great Gregory Hines or Dion now. You know, they back they backpedaling, tap dancing around. Yep. You know, with everything. But that's okay. Well, here's you know. the to me, here's what the good news is. Okay. Of course, we got to play the Cardinals. Okay. With the Cardinals losing last week, you know, that means they've been brought down to two losses. We beat them. That means, you know, we're up on them. Provided we beat Kansas City, we have the Rams that still have to play the Packers. And they also have to play the Cardinals. So you've got those three teams almost like a circular firing squad. Nobody, I mean, you know, somebody's got to lose in there. So that's either going to knock down Green Bay, the Rams, or the Cardinals. One of those guys are going to come downhill. Hopefully, it's the Green Bay Packers. You already got the Rams. The Rams, they've got uh, Matthew Stafford of the the Lions is uh, reemerging now. You know, he's got got his wife throwing a bagel at the uh, at the Forty Nine er fans. Wow! Did, did you hear about that? No, I didn't even hear about that. Wait, wait. His wife, I, I guess he, she didn't want to be outdone by Pat Mahomes' uh, wife and brother. So during the game, she threw a bagel at a 49er troll. Mm. My first response was, what the fuck? How are you eating a bagel at a football game? Right. Who the fuck eats yeah. a bagel at a football game? I mean, a hot it's dog a, or a LA. hamburger. I mean, a bagel? It's L.A. What the fuck is that? Oh, oh, it's L.A. Yeah, it's L.A. I was like, this is some crazy stuff. So, you know, we you got that whole dynamic right there. I think, you know, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, all of a sudden, and Tom Brady, when you saw the interview with Tom Brady, he looked like he was a homeless man coming off the street. With the hoodie and stuff on, I was like, damn, he's really going to look old right now. So they've kind of become down to earth. They've got a bunch of injuries. Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they got the victory over Seattle, and Russell Wilson just does not look. I think he came back too soon. But Green Bay, they're not exactly raising any hell. I know a lot of teams have them as the number one team. Well, let me ask you this, though, on on the Green Bay. Is it a away game or a home game, them versus the Minnesota? Um, I'm not sure on this one. I think if it's a home game, I think Minnesota could sneak one. Well, you know, the division games are always tough. Right, yeah. right. And, and they said Kirk Cousin, he's, yeah, been, green, he's been hot. It's in Green Bay? No, it's in Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, it's in Minnesota. Bay, okay. Minnesota. Come on, Vikings are wrong, wherever you at. Come on. <laughs> you mean we got to root for <laughs> Kurt freaking Cousins? Ah, man. Okay. I, hey, I don't hey, know about hey, how much hey, hope that minute, is. Wait a minute. 
18 touchdowns, two interceptions, something like that. They were saying oh, three interceptions. They okay. said he's on a he's on one of his better careers. You know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you, if you say so, I, I'll take your word for it, bro. I'll take your word for it. But you know, yeah, I I, I can be a Kirk Cousins fan for a weekend. I can definitely do that. <laughs> Minnesota's home, here, Stanley Rock. says, Cousins Minnesota. beats Packers. Mark, you talking like you all won't lose any more games? L.A. Rams take. You know what? L.A. Rams take. You guys were talking about like that. Where's Ramalama? Where is Ram, this, he's a Rams fan? He used to say. Ramalama, Matthew Stafford, ready to roll MVP. Sports report. Sports report. Oh, sorry, sports yeah, report. Matthew Stafford ready to roll MVP. I was like, okay. So, so, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost your name, Ram man. That, that, you know, you have a chance. You, you just don't know, right? What you're gonna do, and I think that that loss to Denver was a galvanizing loss where the guys are like, oh, shit, you know what? We got to show up. Mm-hmm. We can't take this shit for granted. You saw Dick how Dex. Dak came out. Dak was like, keep this shit simple. You know, mm-hmm. basically, we're going to kick their ass, okay? We're, we're going to mm-hmm. kick him in the nuts, right? Right? Right. <laughs> right, Micah? <laughs> we're going to kick him in the nuts. <laughs> oh, shit. But, you know, I, I hope... I hope we can keep this thing going and rolling. Man, um, man I, I just blame it, man. It was red stripe, man. That, that was really threw everything off, you oh, know. Oh, it was oh, red stripe. Don't forget the Undertaker. Uh, yeah. Don't forget the Undertaker. The Undertaker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we you went know, under yeah. on that one. But, you know, the thing that's crazy to me is, is how Cowboy fans will immediately – at the first sign of trouble, will be the first ones to dump the team and told you we suck, man. Look at that game. It's like, you know, I think that might have been the longest winning streak in the NFL this year, isn't it? Mm, probably so. We didn't lose in two months, man, or three. Or That's what I'm saying. We had like six that. games in a row. Yeah, Patriots right. number two or four. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so like, probably, probably number one. You know, Nine when you saw years. when you saw the Bills lose to the Jaguars. You know, you mm-hmm. saw the Rams losing to Tennessee and then, of course, to the 49ers. You know, yeah. you saw New Orleans uh, beating Tampa Bay and then losing to Atlanta. So it's kind of like everybody loses some games at some right. point. You know, you got to stop with this whole, you know, oh, we just suck. It, we're, nobody's going to win all of them. Nobody's going to win. What got me was when they said, same old Cowboys. No, it's you not know, the same I old like Cowboys. It. Because I tell you why it's not the same old Cowboys. Because I remember going into Atlanta couple years ago we lost basically two players tyron smith and sean lee the defense went from uh giving up only about 85 yards on the ground to 180 we had tyron smith with chaz green coming in and chaz green giving up six sacks and the team giving up eight and us not learning how to adjust and see that's the thing that is amazing to me is kellen moore i think he almost try anything I mean, he will. Uh, you know, when, when you literally see Connor McGovern and Lyle Collins in like a wishbone out there, and then they throw it pff, down the, you know, 15, 20 yard out to uh, um, CD Lamb, he is giving defensive coordinators the, the nightmares of what the fuck is that? What are they going to do? What is that? Yep. Because you just don't know. And, and you got to look at that. You know, one, you got the horses for it. The other thing that's truly different about this is the depth that we have right now the depth on the offensive line to be able to lose Tyron Smith for a game or two or three to be able to lose Lyle Collins for seven games to lose Zach Martin even this offensive line has still been able to perform really really well with the exception of Denver 
is the only game that you looked at and said that the offensive line played subpar um, or yeah. at least below average for what they normally do. And they gave up wholesale changes. You know, you, you yeah. flip somebody from right tackle. Who never left played tackle. left. Yeah. yeah, so. Right, right. With the, and bringing Lyle Collins for his first start in, you know, seven weeks. So, you know, that's kind of expected. But then everybody had a bad game that game. Everybody, that game was just man. like, it was just bad Muju <laughs> on that game. I, I still don't know what the fuck Somebody stole Joe Boo wrong, man, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you feel pretty good. So you think that, are, are you telling me there's a chance? Man, there's a chance, man. There's a chance. Um, we still average uh, north of 30 points a game. And um, I'm quite sure that that we played the game without even C.D. Lamb and we were able to move the ball, right? And it right. was just Amari Cooper. And we've seen games where they made the necessary adjustments when we thought everything was going to cave in without D-Law, like you mentioned earlier, and without Randy mm-hmm. Gregory. And then you see a, a kid that wears number 1-1 one, one on the back, you know, of his jersey show up and show out so yeah. this would be a game whereas uh you bracket cover Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. keep the safety over the top on him of course you keep the guy underneath uh with uh Jay with Jay Ron Curse mm-hmm. you say hey find Travis Kelsey you jam yeah. him yeah. you knock him off his marker and you pray that that when he gets into the hook area or if he's running the vert that, that your safety, your other safety, makes sure that he's over the top on him. Uh-huh. But you got to have Parsons in this particular game to spot uh, Williams. Williams caught nine receptions last game for north of 100 yards, mm-hmm. as well as the tight end was the uh, was a game changer for them. So we're going to have to slow down that impact, and we got the dog that can do that. Oh, oh I'm sorry. We got the lion. Let me get my lion. <laughs> There you go. Patrick Robinson. Yes, man. I'm doing Kansas City barbecue, man. I got eight slabs of ribs that we're going to put oh, putting in the smoker this weekend, man. Dry rub, though. You oh, got dry rub, and you're going to do it. Oh, I, I, I'll i be dry rubbing them tomorrow and then putting them in real early tomorrow. About, about 4 o'clock in the morning, I'll be putting them in the smoker. So, oh, yeah, man. they'll be ready. off the bone, man. I haven't, I haven't tried on your ribs yet. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, you've had, I think you've had my pulled pork, but yeah, oh, we're we going to be doing the ribs. But I think what they do to Micah Parsons is basically they say, Micah, Oh, wrong one. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. All right, Micah. Get me the ball, okay? That's all I want. Just get me the damn ball, Micah. Um, I can't wait for this game. I really just can't wait for this game. And I'm amazed at how fast this season is going on. Um, if you look down, you probably can't see it from your camera there. But we have 85 days, 20 hours, 30 minutes, and 45 seconds until mm. the Super Bowl. The season yeah. has come. It is flying through. And before we know it, it's going to be that dreaded offseason. Mm. Yeah. Stephen Griffin, damn, the inflation ain't hurting you. <laughs> okay. Well, no, see, I went out there. Hey, I went out there and I went ahead and slaughtered my old hogs there, buddy. <laughs> That's where we got the ribs there, buddy. You know, yeah, look, it's football Sunday. That's the one day a week that you got to splurge because you got to take care of them Cowboys, you know. Mm, mm, mm. You got to, man. You got to take care of them. You got to take care of all of the people, man. What you do is a wonderful job, Mark. I appreciate Uh, that, uh, man. It's like an ESPN vibe. You know, shame on ESPN, you know, but it's like an ESPN vibe, but it's outside Even and it's on a patio and, and I can I can just feel like the football flavor yeah. out there. So uh, when I, when this world get right, 
I'm gonna have to look at my calendar, man, and see how I can figure out a way that I can get down there one Sunday. Well, we and got the guest. We got the guest yeah. room ready for you, man. Oh yeah, man. I had to get there, man. <laughs> Especially if we have any more training in uh, Franklin. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get out there, man, for sure. Yeah, because you were here just before all hell broke loose. All of it happened, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that's that's what's messed me up from this year of getting to Dallas for a game this year. But hopefully next year we're gonna be all back next on track. Year. But we are going to be doing a tailgate at FedEx when we play the Washington uh, football team uh, at that dump. I'm just hoping that sewage doesn't pour down on my head because that place is, that place is nothing like you know uh, the Dallas man. It, it's off the chain. That's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, so I, I saw you were up in Jim, uh, Jerry Jones's box there. Oh my goodness, man! Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! I looked at that for. I was like, "The fuck!" I was like, "Oh, okay." I see you. I see you. You pulling a Mike Fisher now. <laughs> I'm here a lot. You know, good one. They wouldn't let me in that room with <laughs> a thick beard and that jacket. I was like, I was like man, "The fuck!" I left you on a tour. I love the comment. Why somebody say it's photoshopped? <laughs> shame on people that believe that I was there but hey sometimes you gotta have laughter it's good for the soul and uh, I'm thinking about making a bit every single time she posted on her IG page there you go my little picture like hey I'm here you know they they know I'm family they know who I am you know yeah (laughs) but we know who you are but we ain't inviting you to anything (laughs) you know it's like Jerry you know I'm holding up the brand here for you buddy you know I'm trying to spread the mojo stuff can you toss me a bone or something here Uh, no Uh, I want me some glory hope yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) you know the last time I saw Jerry he was like give me some more of that money give me that money I was like damn buddy you got all the damn money man shit but yeah. um, this season so far has been so good, man, and uh, I've, I've just been kicking back and trying to enjoy it because uh, oh, seasons well, like this. What's your thoughts on, on this guy, uh, uh, Johnny Bones? Johnny Bones. Yeah, 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 yeah. The special teams coach. We got a oh. lot kicking every every dog all game. Oh, now. you mean uh, Bone? Shit, Johnny. I call him Johnny. John, Bones. I was like Johnny Bones. Like who's Johnny Bones? Is it like a guitars <laughs> or something? Johnny Bones. Okay, um, Bones. Uh, God, why can't I think of his last name? Shit. His dad died. Fossil, Fossil, that's it, yeah. His dad died uh, a few months back. Um, You know, they scare me with always going for it on fourth down and taking all the chances. But it hit me, it hit me this week. Maybe the reason why they do it is to let them know that we have faith in you and to get into the mindset that this ain't no big deal. You know what I mean? You, when, when you're doing something for the first time and you know everything, if we don't make this, that the pressure's there. But you've done this so many times. It's like, okay, no big deal. Let's just go out there and perform like we do on every other down. And, you know, I look at the trends in the football. It's just like, it's crazy. Everybody going for a fourth down. It's Everybody's like, are they trying to do away with the punters now? But Fossil, uh, man, sometimes I'm like, I, I still keep thinking about that Washington game where we fake punted on the 21-yard line in a game that we still kind of had a chance in, but that definitely took our ass out of it. But you know what? Uh, I ain't mad at the coach staff. I, I think that they've done remarkably better than what we saw before. You know, I hate to to beat a dead horse on Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. You know, they always used to say that Jerry Jones meddled too much with right. coaching for Jason Garrett. But I almost wonder, and this, this is my own theory, when you think that Jason Garrett was a quarterback coach 
um, in Miami under Nick Saban for one year. Right. He comes here. He's now the offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. and then becomes the head coach. You look at Mike McCarthy, who's literally worked his way up from 49ers and Green Bay, you know, all the different positions and things and things. I think Jason Garrett didn't have the experience to be able to do everything as a head coach and needed that extra help to try and run the team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So from the standpoint of, you know, Jason Garrett, we want you to, you know, you're doing play calling. You know what? Let's take the play calling away from you because you're not taking care of everything as the team's head coach. And he seemed very, very limited. The thing that I also look at, too, and I hate to always bring up Rico Gathers, but see, in my mind, they ruined him. Oh, my God. Dan Quinn, here's what Dan Quinn does is, and he said this, we're going to find out the things that players do well Mm. and exploit that. Yeah. Instead of saying, Rico, you're a beanpole, you're tall, and you can jump and you run pretty well. How about... We're going to take you 10 times a game and we're going to have you run to the pylon and jump ball over the D back for touchdowns. That's what your role is going to be. Instead of doing that, like, no, that, that's nice and all that. You know, we saw him in that ran preseason game with three touchdown catches. That's nice and all that, but we want you to put on about 40 pounds of block. Mm. I ain't never blocked. That's they not what this guy that. did. He did okay with it. But you took something that was a mismatch, which, you know, you, you want to have. You look at Kyle Pitts. That's exactly what Kyle Pitts is, is that guy who's tall, he's big, he's physical, who can out-jump people. No, we don't want that. Because everything was so rigid. And I also have to credit Jerry Jones for getting outside of his comfort zone because before whenever he hired somebody, it was always somebody that he had a relationship. Either they were a former player or they were a coach that worked up the system. And so they always had that same focus and system. It seemed like once he ended up getting in Dan Quinn, they said, okay, this is your baby. You buy the groceries. And you could see the kind of guys that he brought in, in here. You know, before, we never thought about getting a, 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 a one technique guy that's 340 pounds. I mean, I know Bohannon was late in the draft, but we never got guys like that. But you see that. Dan Quinn was liking the length and the the aggressiveness and the philosophy of his defense. And he was able to find cheap guys Mm. to fit that system and turn them in there. So, Mm. you know, hats off to, you know, collectively to me, this is from Jerry Jones actually letting go from Will McClay going out and getting what Dan Quinn wanted to get. And actually Mike McCarthy seeming like he's got a little bit of an edge now. Right. Um, I mean, that you, we didn't see last money, year. man. Yeah, j- j- just to use that as an analogy, you, you're a carpenter, but at heart, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, you can just create things with your hand. And if you you would rather or have a, a two by four that's too long versus one that's too short, yeah, you building is cut that correct? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. A whole so, lot easier so to cut what, a little more off of it than it is to put it back on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so that is what Dan Quinn is looking at. I get it. We can look at Ashanti Samuel, and I know a lot of people yelling, hey, we should have drafted him. We should have drafted him. We should have got him. But Dan Quinn is looking at this system. At this system. I would rather have it too long versus too short. And I'm not saying that Ashanti Samuel is using him as a reference point. Mm-hmm. Whereas this team, collectively speaking, they are figuring things out. Mm-hmm. We got AB playing lights out. We got Demonte KZ. His name don't come up at all so we like that you know outside yeah. of the Patriots game uh, we like the fact that we don't hear 
Malik Hooker name left and right. Because if you start to hear those guys' name left and right, meaning that they doing yeah. something that they're they too short, they can't fit. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking about from an analogy standpoint. And this team been making the necessary adjustments, whether it's on the offensive line or the defensive front, or whether it's on the uh, 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 the aspect of this or that, they are making things happen for a reason and I like it you know yeah and and hats out to Dan Quinn and there's no big eyes no little U's all of these guys McAdoo he's helping out Kelly Moore he was a former head coach Jim Fossil Johnny Bones basically he was uh, an assistant head coach at one point or interim Mm -hmm. and then you have uh, Dan Quinn who was a head coach by the way who took the team to the Super Bowl Uh, so so we got all of these misfit of guys that said hey we're going to come together we're going to unite the Cowboys, and we're going to sit there and tell everybody, we we got the heartbeat of the nation now. Yeah. Amen on that one. Yeah, they've definitely done done a hell of a job. The biggest worry to me is, is you got to look at Dan Quinn right now. His stock is through the roof. You see how bad now Atlanta is crashing and burning. Um, and you look and say, well, damn, he built the Legion of Boom and he took the Cowboys defense with a bunch of no names from 29th to a top 10 defense. And you start thinking, maybe that's the guy we need for head coach. The big question I have is, and, and knowing that, um, like you said, being a carpenter, I've been, you know, owner of my own business and company and I've had where I've had, you know, 25 people and we're building 80,000 square foot warehouse. And Instead of being the guy that's down in there working and building, you know, I'm having to oversee, do the paperwork, and and I hated it. I am that guy that likes to be down in there, get my hands dirty at the end of the day. I can look and see, that's what we built today. And I'm <laughs> yeah. beginning to think that Dan Quinn might be that kind of guy who would rather be that coordinator and working directly one-on-one with the Micah Parsons, with the Anthony Browns, and being that teacher as opposed to the politics of being that head coach. You know, not every not every coordinator becomes a great head coach. You could look at uh, Norv Turner, who always has been great as an offensive coordinator, but you kind of look at his head coaching career and kind of say, yeah, you know? So it may be that his better thing is being an offensive coordinator. And, of course, Kellen Moore... Yeah, part of the thing you have to also look at is is it all Kellen Moore or is it also that he's got the horses because you got to have players the bottom line is you got to have players Tennessee's offensive coordinator went to Atlanta so he was thought to be a genius over there with Tennessee he gets to Atlanta they ain't scored a touchdown in the last two weeks now he looks like a scapegoat did he lo- did he forget how to coach between Tennessee and Atlanta or is it that fact that he doesn't have Derrick Henry Big big thoughts right there running yeah. in my mind. Oh my goodness! And and, and that's what Keller Moore need to take a page from. You know, mm-hmm. Boise State calling them, TCU calling them. I'm quite yeah. sure that even the probably Detroit probably call them next year. You know, whoever yeah, but needs you know to, what? Uh, 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 I don't care coach. who you are. Don't take right. don't take those jobs. You're better off not taking a Detroit or or a uh, Jets team. They are constantly going to be able to lose. And see, Detroit, they messed up because they had Jim Caldwell there. Caldwell, you remember, Caldwell took oh, yeah. the playoffs yeah. twice. And they yeah. were saying, nah, you're not good enough. You know, let's get, uh, uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, Matt Patricia. We'll, we'll yeah. get, we'll get <laughs> one of those guys. And all of a sudden, pfft, 
down they, the they toilet. Went got, they went and got Philly 500. Oh, that's, that's, that's shit. And now, of course, with Dan Campbell, you know, we're going to bite him in the kneecaps and everything else. And, you know, they can't. Uh, it's like y'all, y'all brought that on yourselves because you had itself a good coach and yeah. you didn't didn't appreciate it. And that's why you got what you got. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this saying from Okoye. Either you could be a king for a day or a prince for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And right now, uh, you know, Kellen Moore could be a prince for a lifetime. Let yeah. me know in the chat, Cowboy Nation, which one you prefer, king for a day, you know, or a prince for a lifetime. And Thomas and- Garrett, you're 100% right. Atlanta hasn't recovered from the Dallas game. And that's the thing about Dallas. When you play the Cowboys, you get physically beat down. I mean, you saw Carolina after, you know, Carolina was 3-0 and when we played them. We beat the crap out of them, but it took them games to recover. And, and one other thing about Carolina, too, and this, this yeah. is big. When you think about Carolina, the impact that Cam had just being there on the sidelines. Did you see how that whole team elevated their play oh, yeah. in that game? That it was just, I mean, you know, Cam didn't have any special numbers, although he, you know, for the first three plays, he threw a touchdown pass and ran one in. But just the energy of those guys getting behind him. And that's the kind of thing that happens that the fans don't necessarily understand that these guys are actually playing for Dak and the team more so than individual statistics. It's all about how can we win. And that, my friends, is a tough thing to beat. Oh, man. Man, good stuff, man. How can we win? How can we win? How can we win for four, you know? Fourth in total passing. Fourth in rushing. Power four. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? (laughs) Number one overall offense. So, I mean, you know, you you can't ask for much more than that. Now, real quick, we got to go ahead and do a draw in here, Mike. And uh, yeah, we got a draw for another Joe Boo shot rack. You can, guys, I don't know if you can see that there, but you see Mm -hmm. right behind Law Nation, there's one of the two face ones like we're giving away tonight. It's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty, man. It's a talking conversational piece, by the way. Uh-huh. So whoever wins it, man, hang it somewhere nice. I got my uh, shot glasses on that rack, and uh, people be saying, "Hey, man, who made that rack, man?" I said, "That's law rack," but no, nah, uh, that's uh, uh, my guy, Mark Holmes. He made that rack. Well, thank you for thank you yeah. for telling people where it came from. Let's see who we got here. Yeah. We got Birdman. See, look, look. Yeah, now this oh, thirty-two, oh, oh, thirty-one, Birdman, thirty-one. Yeah. Well, Bird, Bird no, Birdman, nine fifty-one. Oh, so, oh, okay. So wait a minute. You, you, you see, uh, an Eagle fan is a channel member. <laughs> He's not telling me. He's not okay. Now, now this, uh, Terrence uh, Cartwell, Cartwright. Terrence Cartwright is our winner tonight. Um, it was kind of funny because you know tailgate members, I give a small rack and four glasses to. And I sent one to this guy, Nick Caps, and he sends a picture back and it says, what the fuck? He's got a Washington helmet on his lap and he's holding the rack like, why'd you send me a Cowboys one? And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you a tailgate member on a Cowboys channel? How am I supposed to know that shit? So, no. so what you gonna do, Mark? You gonna you gonna give some horse uh, manure? You gonna paint one side? Oh manure, man, one yeah. side green. Or, 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 Maybe I'll just pack it with some it. horse manure and send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Do it, do it right. Do do the Philadelphia green and the white, and then draw some uh, some droppings on there. <laughs> some horse well, see, droppings. <laughs> see, Philly five hundred. You know, here's what's funny: is Philly five hundred doesn't know. I, I sent him one of the Joe Bardies eagle colors. 
I went to the autograph signing show and I got Miles Sanders and I got Hertz to autograph it. And I sent it to him. And man, he was so happy. Oh my God, I can't believe you got that. It's like, you know, Joe Boo put the kiss of death on that, right? <laughs> you know, we got some bad mojo on your guys there, right? Yeah, yeah. Why tell you to keep that away from me? Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Or his girl. She oh, gave me the she gave me the side eye. What's this cowboy <laughs> fan right. doing here? I'm like, just be cool. Just be cool. But now we just have a whole bunch of fun and stuff. But it's Law, fun, tell man. everybody where to find you. Not that everybody already knows. I don't even know why I even say that shit. <laughs> Law Nation Sports, man. Law Nation, you just type it in. And it's on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and as well as YouTube. I really appreciate you, Mark, for having me on this beautiful show, man. I had a great time. Oh, man. me. I, you know, I always have a great time and stuff. Like I said, I got to get back to Dallas. You know, the, the whole COVID thing just kind of messed up everything. But, you know, guys, Law... Between Law and Vosh, they were the real innovators that literally, what you're beginning to see on ESPN, the play breakdowns and things like that, that was created by these guys right here, and they literally just stole it from them. You know, so definitely show Law and and all the creator stuff. You may not like me that much, but, you know, I guarantee you that one of these creators out here are ones that are definitely going to be your flavor. And all of us are putting out the best content on the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to keep it straight, man. We're not going to tell you somebody got hurt. You know, and they just got racked and they're okay and trying to scare the crap out of you. We're going to try and bring it to you real. Casey Stewart, what's up, Casey? She says, hello, Law Nation. Appreciate you. And Terrence Cartwright, make sure you email me at CowboysMark94. I'm dropping it down here in the bottom right there. Gerald Chavez, good night, man. I appreciate you coming in here. Um, You got anything to add before we get out of here, my man? No, man. Uh, look, win, lose, or draw, man. Cowboy Nation, let's not run on the first sight of blood. You know, uh, let's stand tall. You, you know, this team, this game is everything to me, to Dak Prescott. And I think that Dak Prescott won it. And you're gonna, he's going to showcase his talent. And especially the guy that's playing across from him. He mm-hmm. grew up a diehard Cowboy fan. So this is a big moment for What's him. To break his heart. The team that, yeah, 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 yeah. The team that he grew up wanting to play for. So... Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's get this thing going the best way. I'm not going to do score predictions, but I'm going to tell you, Cowboys will be victorious.